I was just one years old when my family started in there. You're listening to the Real Estate Radio Hour, the show that brings you unfiltered stories and insight from the Twin Cities real estate world with your hosts, Chris Rooney, broker at REMAX Preferred, and Andy Presky, leader of the Preferred Home Team at REMAX Advantage Plus. Whoa. Did you see all those cute pictures of us, Andy? Uh, that was all me. That was all you. Nice. Yeah. Nice. nice. You, you look uh, very. You're wearing you look... a collar today. I'm. I'm uh, impressed, Chris. What's that? You're wearing a collar. Well, I'm. I'm impressed with your your pre uh, St. Patty's Day outfit. No, you're not. Not yet. Hold oh, on. Oh. <laughs> Let's Hold on. Look at this. Ireland. <laughs> I did this for the I, Rooney boys. I Wait, thought you were nice. Polish. Yeah. Yeah. I'm better. <laughs> no, no, I'm not done. I'm not, not done, done yet, baby. <laughs> oh, Rooney, what it is, my brother? <laughs> it used to be. It's now it's Mr. P, not Mr. T. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, fellas? It's going good. How are you doing, bud? We're getting real. We're getting real, real close to your national holiday, Chris. So I uh, wanted to make sure to represent. I know, and I actually have an appointment at four thirty tomorrow. I, it takes a lot, but I'm doing it. You, uh, you might want to rethink that one. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll go out afterwards. But you know, I've always wanted to go down to St. Paul and do that during St. Patty's Day, and I've never done yeah. that. We, uh, we just uh, bought up a, a big uh, uh, corned beef. Ooh. Probably won't cook it till Sunday, but we we bought one. That uh, that's a that's a fun thing to cook too, man. It's a nice brisket. I've never done it. Slow? Oh. No. Forget about it. I remember we used to have it at a restaurant, but it was kind of like already pre-made and yeah. it just kind of heated up, which was, I didn't like that, but people did. But Yeah. What's so did happening I, with the market, big did boy? I fool, did I fool you with my shirt on and then I Ireland you? You, you totally did. Yeah, well. You totally did. I'd be wearing nice. a Polish shirt right now, but I never got one from a good friend of mine. Oh. I was promised one for, I think, about a year and a half. I know. I wonder if I don't have one either. Oh, I, I'm going to show you what I do have, though. This is so tonight. I got a buddy of mine. Well, let's see if you guys can do let's see this. Whoa! How'd you get that? You see that? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what? It, do you know whose jersey it is? Uh yours. It's John Mayasich. So he's the oh, wow, guy cool. with the. I mean, like, they consider him the greatest player in Minnesota hockey. Well, he's 90 years old. And uh, a buddy of mine, is his friend, is really good friends with him. And last year, um, when Bump from Prior Lake scored five goals in a game, it tied yep. his record. And so they got oh, to wow. meet each other. So anyways, um, we are going to uh, the curling club tonight in Chaska to get him to sign these because he's going to meet us there. He's curling. He's 90 years That's old. Awesome. He's curling. Yeah. Hey. He's got a team. That uh, cur curling's fun. I joined a league a couple years ago, oh, and yeah. uh, a bunch of our friends did it, and it, it's a blast. Once you get the kind of the hang of it, you know, I mean, that's one of the fun things. A lot of people, you know, kind of rag on Minnesota for winter. Oh, it's cold here. It's horrible. But if you really get into some of the sports that are here, they're pretty awesome. Yeah. 
Did you, uh, what were, were you a sweeper? Uh, you have to do both the way we played. We had teams of two and then we'd, um, you have a thrower and you have a sweeper. Um, and then we had another, a third that would be sitting there trying to like coach you as to where to shoot it. And even though they tell you where to shoot it, it's kind of like saying, Hey, just shoot a three pointer off the top of the rim, you know, yeah. or off the top of the, the paint. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, okay, everyone, I'm, I'm saying that incorrectly, but, um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it's sometimes easier said than done. Or like when you, when you're, when you're, have you, have you done it? No. So when you, when you toss a stone, it's all about that consistent, like when you release it, your hand has to be just like, let it go. Cause if you, if you like, sometimes you switch when you let things like golfing, you get that last second twitch, it shanks the ball or whatever. Same thing with curling. All of a sudden you spin it and it might start spinning slowly and pick up speed as it goes. And all of a sudden spin off to the side. So it's there's a lot to that more than just what you would you would imagine. So when they're sweeping, they're trying to make it go further. Correct. It trying to they're trying to melt the ice in front of it so okay. that the water carries it farther. Um oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Did you wear do you have uh curling shoes? Sure, now I look professional again. Do you have curling shoes? I wonder how many times I'm gonna whip this shirt out today. <laughs> Hey, uh, we're here to list your house. Check this out. <laughs> uh, are you going to answer my question? I'm sorry. What uh, can I help you with? Curling shoes. Do you have curling shoes? Uh, yes. They they just like going to a bowling alley. They'll get you oh, shoes. you rent them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one day. You just want something that slides. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What do you think uh, about our little market here, Andy? Well, it, it's been getting very busy. I uh, It was, geez, yesterday alone. I was out on two separate market analysis, and one of them had two properties to sell. So it was three, technically, um, given bids on new builds. So people are coming out. And I think that the uh, the good news is, um, over the last week, some of this stuff with banking that's been going on, um, like when we get bad news kind of from the banks and from the economy or whatever, that usually reflects really well on interest rates. So a lot of people that are looking to buy right now are getting excited because they're anticipating some of these, you know, craziness on TV to reflect to the consumer saving money on payments, which would be absolutely great. The only disadvantage of that is, is that without inventory to buy, all it's going to do is create a feeding frenzy. And you're going to see prices start racking up again where they're offering way over because now they can afford it. And you know what I'm saying? So I've got quite a few um, coming to the market. We've been working on them for a while now. Everything's kind of coming at one time, but I think people are trying to jump in because of the low inventory and we're pushing them towards that as well. So, well, like I was doing a couple, uh, I did one in Centerville and two in Blaine yesterday and Centerville was interesting that the inventory is up about 13% year over year. Mm-hmm. And then in Blaine, it's up 36%. So people are, yeah. So you know, that's why, you know, you, you hear the hype, right? And you hear the national news. Talk to a local agent because those local agents are so dialed in and they know that zip code. They know that school district. They know that street. They know that development. And so right now there is more inventory coming to market over in like the Blaine market, Centerville, kind of that north and east side of town. And it it's it's nice stuff. I, I haven't seen any junk. So where is Centerville? What? I've never I've never been there. Obviously, in the center. Um, of the, the uh, yes. No, it's 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 kind of east of Blaine there. Okay. And and uh, east of Blaine, west of Hugo. I told um, you, I don't cross six ninety four, and I'm considering no, and moving it to three ninety four. Lino Lakes kind of absorbs it as it as you know, 
it, it, it's surrounded by Lionel Lakes. Okay. So it's right in the middle. Good school district, though. That's, I think, the draw up there is the uh, Centennial schools are just dynamite. Oh, it's Centennial. And, okay. Yep. Yeah, Centennial yeah. has done. I I determine if a school is, is good is if their sports teams make the state tournaments. Yeah, that's yeah. all that matters, really. Yeah. You know, when you really think about it. Oh, that's what matters. That's what matters. Totally. Oh all right. my God. Yeah, so the market is market is good. Um, yeah, how about you? Got some good, yeah, I got some good, really good stuff coming. So be excited to to, to watch it. But I'll tell you, you always kind of get a little, you know, you you kind of hedge your bet as you're yeah. waiting for these houses to come on because you're like, okay, I know what's happening, but oh my gosh, what are the other ones that are coming on? We've got a we've got a real, um, I should say, a lower level type home. Um, we're going to be right under 300,000, which wow. South of the river is very hard in which to be able to get. Yeah. Um, so, but it's kind of one of those that it'll either go crazy or it'll be, ugh, I don't know. It'll go crazy. Yeah. It, I'm telling you, man, I, I've been watching that uh, you know, all over the upper North and, and, you know, kind of side of town and it's mm -hmm. anything that lists that's affordable. will get lots of views. Now getting the right offers is probably the, the argument that can be had because you'll get 30, 40 showings just because of the price. You know, you'll have everybody and their brother saying, well, let's just go look at it. It's in our price range. There's nothing else for sale this weekend. Let's go look at it. So, so uh, Andy, what do you think down here about Goldman Sachs? Is 99% of borrowers have a mortgage rate lower than the current market rate, which I'm not one bit surprised of that. that that's our inventory but, problem, guys. I, I don't think, I wonder if that's ever happened before. You know, I, I'm sure it did when we came out of the 80s. You know what I mean? Like when, yeah. when they had that Jimmy Carter oil crisis kind of crap where it seems to be kind of like similar to what we're doing now, kind of. You know, the you know, a lot of the, the fuel prices are high and the mortgage rates go high and inflation's in trouble. Um, not not to compare and or slander either. It's just similar. Um, and then, uh, you know, the I think that what you get into is um, that is part of the problem, guys, is that, you know, I think you're going to have buyers that have a nice house. Let's say you get you get Nick. Nick decides to finally settle down. He gets married, has his 15 kids like we all anticipate. And uh, they they so as those kids keep coming, they they want to move houses. And even though the interest rate on that house is at two point seven five, they probably keep it and mm -hmm. rent it. You know what I'm saying? And then you move on to the next one. And so then you're taking you're, you're upgrading but you're keeping the other property because the rate is so cheap you you, you really don't even want to get rid of that rate because it's free money right and you know I, I tell you what i've had probably boy i would say th three three different people that have done that exact thing what you just said they have a really low interest rate yep and what they're saying is you know what i'll rent this place I'll make up the thousand dollars that I got to pay for the extra rate that I'm doing over here. Yeah. So, and the only time that I don't recommend that Chris is when um, let's say that somebody has like that house is at the point of where you've put lipstick on it up to this point, And then, and now it needs the major stuff, the, the roof or the windows or the siding or the, whatever the kitchen needs to be remodeled. The bathrooms need to be remodeled. I mean, you get to a point of where even as a rental property to get proper rents out of it, and to not have that, uh, you know, uh, mitigated damage, like let's say a window starts leaking, the renter's not going to notice and or tell you. So you do have to make sure to have those inspections done on your own properties once in a while, just to stay in tune with what's going on with that property to preserve the value so that down the road, you don't have a $100,000 remodel project so you can dump it. 
Yeah. I'll tell you, Andy, you said a little something about history, and uh, history typically does um, represent itself later on. Yep. And, uh, you know, you can learn from history and to try to not make those same mistakes. But I think there's something now that I'm not so sure how much history, I mean, because you see a lot of the things happening with these banks shutting down and stuff like that, and people talking about 1928, 1929. Um, the bank crisis and what's going to happen. But I think there's a, a thing called the internet now that really we wouldn't have known really what was going on back then. And now you kind of see it coming. And I think people are, it's just like the, the Silicon Valley bank. I mean, it was like on Friday, Oh my God, this is going to happen. Well, all over the weekend they had to meet and get it settled because they knew if they went to Monday, you know, there'd be a run on everything. And, uh, Everything yep. calmed down and, and went through. And I was at, I had to take some money out to get, um, we're buying, I'm buying a, another uh, house. And it was interesting. I just said, you know, how many people are grabbing their money? And I said, no one, no one was grabbing the money. So I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to me because I think in the, in the past, you know, you would be like, oh my gosh, let's go grab it. Now you look at the internet and, and study it and see the people that you think know what they're talking about. Right. And I don't know. It's, it's well, like that Silicon Valley bank, I mean, the average depositor had like $14 million or something in the bank. So it's not like they were average people. These were corporations, businesses, venture capitalists um, with hundreds of millions of dollars. But they hired normal people. What's that? But they hired normal people. And those yeah. people got to get paid. So yeah. that's the thing. I, I heard like something like 90% of their deposits are not insured. Yeah, it, it's it's a problem over there. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I mean, how does it get to that part with all the regulations and everything? It's just come on. It's like getting fat. You get fat slow, and you're like, wait, why do my pants not fit? You gain a pound a week, man, and all of a sudden at the end of the year, you're fifty pounds heavier. And I just said, buy new clothes. That's what I say. I need to go. <laughs> You know, I really like that one, but we have to change that one picture with those ladies. Yeah, I mean, you got to get a better. We got to get, get something classy. You got to get something the, classy. Take the photo like this. Yeah, yeah, something. I mean, that's a perfect one. See, <laughs> you had your shot. Yeah, we yeah. Hopefully, you did a screenshot there. All right, what do we got here? Out of towners head to the climate proof Duluth. What the former industrial town of Minnesota is coming to terms with the status as a refuge for people moving across the country because of climate change. Wow. What? Oh. This was a this was a New York Times article. I think there was like a, a huge uptick in out of towners, a percentage that moved to Duluth uh, recently. I want to hear what you guys think about that. Climate climate proof. Yeah, move that article up a little, a little further. Let's see that article a little more. The New York Times it cuts it off oh. after after you read it. Oh, oh you got oh you didn't pay. Nick we 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 have a tight radio hour. It. Uh, I wouldn't pay for it either. Oh, Anyways, um, garbage. I don't know. I don't know about their little climate change up there. I don't. I didn't really notice much. I saw a lot of smokestacks when I came over the hill, down into the valley. Um, yeah. So, I don't know what is. What, what do you know? I, of guess, I guess I don't know why somebody would move there for climate. You know, um, but that's a tough. That's a tough city. It's beautiful. Yeah. But my goodness, that's a tough one to uh, navigate. I mean, all, I mean, for probably nine months of the year. Yeah. 
I was up there fishing last spring, uh, doing some uh, lake trout fishing, and it was interesting listening to the the captains and the the a couple guys who were with us from Duluth, and how they were complaining about how they don't think things are very perfect up there either, yeah. and and now all of a sudden Duluth has you know all kinds of you know homeless people up there now, and I'm like, if I was homeless, the last place I would move is Duluth, Minnesota. Yeah. It's 50 degrees for the high in the summer. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like it's a pleasant, warm place. That lake effect really affects that city and i mean you get used to it but i mean it, it's a uh love the city to visit love to, to support them but i don't know it's just weird it's a lot of weird information anytime you're around an ocean i mean it can it can flip on you pretty quick i remember i was in san francisco and i was watching a game and it was from i mean t-shirt to parka to hat on to back, back to a t-shirt on i mean just yeah. depending on how the wind turned and oh my yeah. gosh it was crazy yeah. So that was where I tried to go. I wanted to go to San Francisco with my wife just to, I, what I said is I want to see Alcatraz and I want a lobster on the street. That's what I wanted. So I got to see Alcatraz. I went to a game and then we're going to go to this restaurant. And I said, no, let's get one on the street. And so we passed this nice little place. And it's got like a freaking bucket there and they're just steaming them and, you know, chucking them and throwing them all over and i'm like let's eat there and she's like no i want to go to this restaurant that my mom and dad went so i'm like oh well as long as they have lobster so we go in there and the lobster's like five times as much in there and so then i had to get like a little piece of fish and i never got my lobster Tabamoon. moon just saying <laughs> what's what's that uh yeah anyway so that's climate change for me i don't know I don't know what they're doing, climate, because it's definitely not climate proof. I'll tell you that. No, it was saying the climate isn't as affected as much, and there's a lot of surfers coming up there because they just use a wetsuit, and the waves are just as good as like, they find them in California, supposedly. Huh. Have you ever What's that? Have you guys ever wandered out into the lake? Oh, my gosh. It's like an ice cube. It, I'm telling you. You, the second you put your foot in there, it gets numb. You you question what's happening, and it's it's so cold all the time. Have it fun is surfing. a neat town. I do like it. I do like it for three months. I like it. Yeah. Well, you know, fishing is fun. If you if you've never gone, I highly recommend you go up there and go fishing. I mean, you're you're trolling around these big lures and these big boats, and you're catching these you know 20, 30 pound fish. It's fantastic. We didn't get a. We wanted to catch a salmon, but I guess they're not as common up in uh, the, the time of year we were fishing. Um, but you know that nothing better than a good salmon. I, I hadn't. I hadn't dealt with Duluth from a real estate perspective. Yeah, in a long time. Onesie, twosie, every five, ten years. And I think last year we had uh, two that were moving there and one coming from there, which yeah. I hadn't dealt with that for a long time. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, you get Hermantown and, and uh, Cloquet and all those areas up there are booming. It's not just necessarily Duluth, you know, with the university right there. It's no. the surrounding suburbs that are growing and building houses. And, yep. Yep. and I got some cool uh, social media reacts that I really need to hear your guys' thoughts on. But first, it's going to be brought to you by a new Chris Rooney Home Experts listing. Dream.
I like that song. That that backyard is sweet, Andy. Right I now, was gonna say. they built a freaking igloo in it in it over the winter, and it was, it was super cool. I mean, they literally had wow. candles inside; you could actually stand inside. But anyways, it's uh, not only is that the backyard; it backs up to a park. Six forty nine nine, Lakeville. Wow, bedroom floor bath. So, when is that coming on market? Tomorrow. Whoa! I did it for you, St. Patty's Day. I got going on tomorrow. So I'm uh I'm almost six percent Irish, Chris, just so you know. Hey, you got anyone that wants a cabin on Orchard Lake in Lakeville? Got a cabin Probably. for five ninety-five. You don't get that south of the river. I got a guy. Do you? I do. You should come. We're gonna list that uh I think next week. Is it a teardown, obviously? No, no, I think it's I think it's gonna be a cabin. It's a it's it's a super cool lot, really flat, but it's not got a lot of room to expand on. So I got a guy that's looking to build something. So oh, well, can you boat on that lake? There's one on Lake Marion. Those can nice you boat lot. On it? I was just showing it to someone. What? Can, it's boatable. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Parents, instead of kicking your kids out at 18, keep them home until they're 25 and charge them 250 dollars per month for rent. When they turn 25, give that money back to them. That would be almost $21,000. Then they can use that as a down payment for their future home. Trust me, your kids will thank you. Okay. <laughs> actually, there is something to say about that. I was going to do that to Morgan, actually. Because I was going to say, but I was going 500 a month. And then I was going to say, you got to pay it, but then I'm going to give it back to you. But you got to show them that it's not just free living at home, that you're going to lose right. some of that money. So, but I couldn't do well, that. We, we've always you had know. that same thing when you start earning big boy or big girl money. Um, you know, you, you're picking up your cell phone now. You're going to, and we ease it into them, you know, where all of a sudden you're paying your own insurance for your car. And, you know. I didn't just dump him on the street and say good luck and kick him in the you know what. When's Hannah coming back to the nest? I don't know. She was supposed to come back. She's a little uh, turned off by this snowstorm coming, so she had. Uh, uh, yeah, she graduate this year though. Will no, she graduate? one more year. Oh, another year. Okay. All right. Yeah, she's got an internship. She just landed at the children's hospital um, this summer, which will be very what fun she, for her. She, what does she want to do? Nursing. Oh, she does. Yeah. Both kids. Oh, she she's uh she's awesome. Oh. She's got a heart of gold. I, I tell you that that kid will be a fantastic uh whatever she wants to be, but she's choosing nursing right now. I, I think she'd be good at uh I, I love her with her photography too. She does so much with that. She does. And she has so much fun and she loves it. And she's like, she just says, Oh my gosh, look at how pretty this girl is. Look at how handsome this young man, you know, and she's editing the photos. She's into it. Genuinely loves it. And I'm like, People, you don't find jobs like that. I go, that that's a true career or vocation. And I go, you should really get into that. So Andy, two fifty a month for five years to get twenty one grand to put down on the house. Are you good? I think that's a good idea. Um, I think it's a way in which to. I mean, it's it's a great way in which to come up with it. Um, you know, or you just give them that how money. How many years were they living at home? Five years, two fifty a month. Five years. That's that's fifteen thousand. Her math was wrong. Seven right? years. Seven years. Okay. Eighteen to twenty-five. It's three grand a year that you're saving for your kid. What do you yeah. feel about the kids at home? I don't mind them. I don't either. 
I, I don't. Have, I wouldn't have no problem with that. You know, I, I think that yeah. You know, as long as you understand the rules are a little different than when they're in high school. I mean, I don't want to be babysitting you. I don't want to have to clean your bathroom. I want you to you know treat this like you're living here on your own, and then throw some groceries in the fridge once in a while. You know. I'll tell you what. Did you uh, eat them all? The life that little uh, Nikki lives, I I think I would recommend that to a lot of people too. I mean, not only do you grow up fast, but I mean, like you said, I mean, he's living in countries that are not that expensive, you know? Yeah. So. It, it is. It's uh, it's definitely something that would be fun. Yeah. I, I, I just never, it never even ran through my head as an option when I was younger. We didn't really have that option. Yeah. Yeah. We were busy, right. we were busy tending our crop. What you know about rolling down What's happening right there? What you know about rolling Oh, looking at the government sees properties. The, what those are is whoosh, shake some dice, baby, and hopefully you get them. But our our buddy Cody down in Arizona was telling me about how he there's something he's checking into. He's got this older gentleman that's been doing stuff for years, and he's uh he goes to these auctions for something and he says there's only like five people there. So that's, that's nice. I think some of these though, you, I mean, it's like 57 people are, are standing there trying to get something. Well, I think the perception is, is that, Ooh, we're going back to good deals and good times that way. And I don't, I just don't think that's true. I, uh, I struggle because a lot of these, you know, like uh, the, even the HUD houses are listing at full retail right now and they're getting it because there's so much, um, demand for the product. Same thing with surplus. I mean, vehicles were in high demand last year. So that you have these government auctions and the, and the vehicles are in high demand. And so it's like, I, I gotta be honest with you. I think that right now, you know, it's a, it's a really fun idea, you know, looking at a, an old used helicopter from the government, but to buy, it's one thing that that's the cheapest part about buying a helicopter. The, the, to maintain it is where it's expensive. You have to put new blades on it for 400,000. You have to do whatever. I mean, yes, you bought it for 50,000 at an auction, but it doesn't fly. So, you know, it's, it's anyway, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a naysayer. I'm just saying, um, you know. They just know what you're dealing with. It's not, yeah. it's not like, Hey, there's 700 of them and everyone gets a chance at it. It just doesn't right. happen. Really. Well, that's the best thing to do. Like when you're going to an auction for cars and you ask a guy, you know, that actually knows what he's doing about the cars, which are the best cars. And he goes, just watch the auctions. They chase after certain species of cars, you know, because those are the ones that sell the best, sell the highest, can handle the most mileage, don't break down. And it, it it's interesting. The auctions will tell the story for you. Yeah. Makes anyway. sense. If you want to build your own home, here's a way to do it with low or no down payment that most people don't know about. There's a loan program called a one-time closed construction loan. This is a program that allows you to purchase the land and build the home you want all in one loan. And it's a regular 30-year fixed loan, so you don't have to take out another one when the construction's done. This could save you a ton of money in closing costs. And what most people don't know is you could do this through all the common loans that are available, like conventional loans, FHA, VA, and USDA with low down payment even no down payment. For example, with an FHA or conventional loan, you could do this with as little as three and a half to 5% down. Better yet, with a VA or USDA loan, you could do this with zero down. Check out the caption for more details and follow me for more tips. Yeah, I heard he's got a video about uh, hunting unicorns as well, which is really exciting. You want, you want to know? 
You want to know another thing you can do? You can really literally get in with zero down or even get money back if the appraised value is more than what you have into it. So if you're a, a contractor and you're doing it yourself or you find a really amazing deal, um, you can play that game with a lot of lenders and banks. So I've done it. Just saying. The building no i'm just saying i deal with this every day i mean literally every day and right now i don't know of any banks that will do a construction loan of less than 10 percent down um you know and i'm talking even people with stellar credit so in the one time the closes everybody does really well it's kind of like a one-time close what's that at the beginning at the beginning i agree with you that they want equity into the they what they want is equity they want you to have something into the to the game yeah. so i agree that you right. can do that at the beginning but you can get that money back at the end is what i'm saying yes yes i mean when the, when it closes and when it appraises or whatever but you remember that the banks aren't in the business of giving out money with no risk and oh hey here's no money down guys good luck hope you figure out how to build a house they don't do that they don't <laughs> they do are that. They well, are the into guy that, a guy that's on, on on a podcast like that, sitting out there giving information like that, basically saying anybody can do this, and it doesn't cost you anything, guys. Try to do that. Good luck. I'd like to see that after five banks you talk to and you're crying because they want twenty five percent down because you don't know what you're doing. Andy, I'm, I'm gonna have to bring you out to lunch. I'm gonna have to show you how to do it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to bring you out to lunch, and this time we're not uh, having any cocktails, buddy. Oh God. <laughs> I, I want to see that unicorn too, because let me put on my glasses. I'll show you where it is. <laughs> it is. I mean, you, you need money down, but there is ways. I mean, what the banks want is they want equity. They want to lower their risk. Just like Andy said, they're not going to do it and just a hundred percent finance you unless it's worth more. So if you've got right. something that you've got 2 million into it and it's worth 3 million, that's a million dollars of risk that you have involved in it. And so even if you didn't pay that, that's equity because it's appraised for that, they're going to they're going to work with that. Now, well, and I have banks and, that'll do it. I know, I know for a fact a lot of builders do this too, where they will have quote wink wink, no money into it. But that's because they can demonstrate that they have 30% equity position by buying things correctly, framing it, building it, pouring the concrete, doing the whatever. And they can show that there's 30% profit on there that the bank could retain if for some reason there was no closing of that construction loan. So Agreed. 30, what? Agree. Yeah. So then builders can do it. But the average consumer walking out the street, they don't just hand out money. But, hey, you live in your world, I'll live in mine. But <laughs> yep. let me tell you guys, there's so much free money out there. You're an idiot not to go get it. Yeah, well, there is. I mean, there's so much. It's just everywhere. It's you don't even have to be in the armed forces to get a VA loan. I could I could do a TikTok reel right now and say that. Right. And because it's on the internet, it's real and it and it's right. But every state's different, guys. I mean, you 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 guys know that as well as I do. I mean, hell, the state you live in, Chris, what is that called? Prior Lake? Yeah. They have different rules down there than they do up in my state. Totally, totally. It's a different, I I totally agree. Yeah. That's funny. 
That is funny. That is, yeah. That's interesting. You know, um, talk about that. And as you get, as you age, you don't do that as much, meaning that you don't really get super drunk. And so you're hungover because those things come up a lot. I mean, it was interesting yesterday. I mean, got, I had to end up going to show house at seven 30 last night, got it at four, a buddy invited me to go to a, um, a happy hour. And I'm like, I'll go, but we're just going to kind of talk. And then all of a sudden at five, I got the call because there's multiple offers today. So we had to go see it at 730. So you you run into that a lot. And then some, it just gets to a point where it's just like, just don't, just don't even drink, <laughs> you know. So, and Andy's figured that out. He's drinkless. He was such a nice little drinking buddy for so long. And now he just drinks Diet Coke or Coke. Or Sprite. Ginger ale. Yeah. Ginger ale. There, now you're my true friend. You know that drink ginger ale. Yeah. With a lime on the side, please. I know. I know. We, we sh- I highly recommend you try it, Chris. We Order shared a Brazilian. With a lime? I know. We shared I'm a Brazilian sorry, meal. Share a Brazilian meal together oh. over a ginger ale. <laughs> it's like, you shared a Brazilian what? We, so, we, uh, when we... Which was fun, uh, by the way. Um, the uh, Andy, I hear there's a I hear there's a spring preview going on, and uh, yeah. I heard that uh, activity is very good or steady, I should say, and that people are actually signing contracts. What is uh, Andy Prasky's little preferred home team doing out well, there? We uh, so the first weekend we actually sold three of our inventory homes, which was very exciting. Um, people coming in. You know, we're shuffling people around. We're showing them we have all these other houses that we can show. So we really, I mean, it's it's like it's like you're showing like almost like a car lot. You're running people out to show them the cars. But we have all these houses that are for sale. So what's nice is that, like I tell the people coming in, um, you can see what you're going to get. You're looking at the lot. You're looking at the quality. You're looking at everything. And then make an offer contingent upon the sale of your house. We'll get your house sold. And then you can move into the new one comfortably. And you can lock in on the rates that you see right now, or you can refinance when you want to or whatever. And even some of my inventory homes, the builders beyond doing free basements, they were doing this, uh, these rate buy downs, these two year rate buy downs too, so that it buys your rate down for two years on top of that. So it's been, uh, it's been pretty good. I mean, man, if you're looking for deals, it, it is wheeler dealer city houses, you know, on a, a $700,000 house are probably 35 to 50,000 less this year than they were last year just because of lumber. So, I mean, and people are looking for something like they want, I mean, I hate to say it, but the coupons that we're used to using all the time and we haven't had coupons for a long time in this business. Yeah. And now it feels like we're handing out a, Hey, half price off on a pizza, get in there. Yeah. And then, you know, and then people are like, Oh my God. So yeah, yeah. Not, not used to it. They're not used to it. They like it. They, they feel like they're being treated correctly again. So yeah. it's not that, you know, like I said, there, there, nothing is free, but there's value there. There's everyone. You feel good about your purchase, you know. Everyone feels better about a perceived deal that they yeah. got something. Yep. So that's good. That is good. Okay, I live on three and a half acres. One of my neighbors wants to connect the water main across my property to save money and get a direct line instead of going around me to the main road. He'll need an easement on my property to run that water line. What are the things I should consider? before allowing this. Uh, that's not always a great thing. Um, I would definitely consider what might be in the future 
where that water line's going. So mm -hmm. do you think anyone's going to build a pool in that area? That would not be a good place to have a water line. Um, you got to remember on your lot that it's going through, they're going to put a, a, a construction easement on both sides of it so they can uh, work on it. So now who's yeah, going to you know what's going to happen? You also you're going to see your shed in the backyard up on top of a water. Your shed will be dancing. The water squirting through it, and and they're going to have to come rip all that out. And who pays for the shed? Who pays for the damage? Who repairs your yard? Um, I would have all that in writing. If they if if they have the opportunity to be able to do it another way, you want them to do it another way. It's not. It it just there's no advantage to you to doing that other than neighborly love but the thing is is people buy and sell all the time and that neighbor's not going to be there for 70 10, 75 years and you're going to you know be mad at each other the whole time and just blame me blame your family attorney say i ran it by my attorney the attorney said no way sorry guys i can't do it i'd yeah. love to cooperate with you but my attorney said no yeah. and uh so sorry about that and, and and i'll give you a couple thousand towards it so you can enjoy it and so there's no yeah. hard feelings i mean do whatever you got to do but i wouldn't have that i wouldn't either That's that's interesting though. Did did that say three and a half acres? Yeah, something like they, that. They have a water and sewer. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they have water and sewer. Mm, that's there, there's uh, you'll see that sometimes where they have like up in like in even up in the Alexandria area where they have, um, in some of the western Minnesota they'll have what they call rural water, yeah. and so the rural water is different. That it's it's like city water. It's treated water. It's designed to not put pressure on the water um, table below the farms that are there and. Anyway, it's cleaner, better, whatever. So, um, but that is, it's probably rural water is what I'm guessing. And so it isn't as big of a project as you and I are making it out to be. Yeah. Okay. So they right. probably can, they can probably trench it through your yard. You know what I mean? They can probably like literally send a torpedo under the ground and you don't even disturb your soil. Hmm. All right. My agent, this is a buyer, is asking for 3% commission. If the seller only offers 2% to the buyer agent, then my agent is asking me to cover the difference of 1%. Is this standard? Every commission number one is negotiable in, in any which way it is, it is negotiable. But let's think about that. There is There are companies right now that um, are offering buyer brokerages less money than what has been uh, typical in the past. And... I think what happens is there's some, because I know this, um, that some agents won't even show it. So you're missing out on opportunities to be able to see properties because they're like, hey, I could get paid 2.7 over here and that guy's only right. going to give me 2%. So right. I think if I was a buyer and an agent, I mean, I know my contract state that we get paid at least 2.7%. And we got to, that's, I mean, and if you, if it's not covered by the seller, it's covered by the buyer. But so this is what a lot of people don't understand. Cause I, I think this is more, just like you have to sit down a listing client and actually explain to them what's happening with their listing. You should sit down as a buyer and talk to your buyer's agent because the buyer agent might say, listen, in today's market, you know, the industry average is 2.7. You're buying this value of a house and I'm going to make this much commission they're doing in their head. Right. So then they're saying, I'm willing to spend the time that you're asking of me to find you a property because in, in the big picture of life, I think I can make that work for me. It'll be profitable. On the other hand, let's say that you, you can't. And, you know, they're asking to buy a $100,000 house. You find one of these open door houses or whatever that's out there paying a smaller commission. And there were some houses that now they're, they're getting better on. But there were last year 
where they were paying out like 2% or 1%. Um, and what was happening is that was just showing that there's they're demonstrating no value to the buyer's agents. So then what will happen is it just be just like commercial guys. In the commercial industry, what happens is you go out to buy a property. Your agent sits you down and says, hey, I want 3% of whatever we find. So we're going to either put that into the offer where you're going to pay me on your side or we're going to have to ask the seller to pay that for us, which a lot of times they won't in commercial. In residential, we've made up this funny, you know, uh, we, we do it for free. Well, you don't do it for free. You're saying, hey, I'll do all of this work for you and give you all my expertise for 2.7%. But in the event that somebody pays me less than 2.7, would you be willing to cover it? You know, just so that I don't have to worry about that stuff. And a lot of agents will explain that to their clients and they'll say, yes. On the other hand, this is where I really struggle with ethics. If you have somebody that you've signed to a 2.7% commission rate and you've not explained that to the fullest extent of why you're doing it or what it means or when they're shopping, what it means, and, and then you're putting your interests in front of your client's interests, huge red flag for me. I'll, I'll take you to ethics court every time. And, and I'll tell you why. Because you need to put your client's interests in front of yours every single time. Every time. Not some of the time. Not when it works for you. You are hired, you're hired by that client to represent their best interest, not yours. Okay, let me ask you a question then. You, okay. have, their, you have their house listed and the offer comes in, but it's $5,000 less than what they want. Okay. And their best, interest, it's, their best interest is that you take less commission. That's not, that's not a contract. That's that's a different question. That's a listing side of things, um, and and I don't I don't necessarily agree with that either. Um, but the point of it is is that the um, if if that agent guaranteed them, for example, like hey, I'll get you this price or better, or okay. I'll give you a discount. It can't. No, no. But if you say, hey, I'm charging a flat three percent um, to sell your house, and then we're going to pay out two point seven, so it's a five point seven. Um, that's that's very common. Um, and then you know it. it I have not had anybody ask me for a discount nor, you know, because it has nothing to do with me other than the fact that, you know, we're marketing, we're promoting that property. If the market conditions change where the market starts going down in price and you chose to list your house too high, then now, you know, the house has to come down in price to match the market, which is down here. That, that's not, has nothing to do with me. That's you overpricing it. That's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and all that's been explained to you up front. Oh. I always tell people, Hey, the market's here. You want to be, right here. You don't want to be up here. You want to be right here. Then you'll get multiple offers and they'll offer you this. You know, that's the way the market works right now. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. I mean, the thing that hurts a house more than anything is time. The more time it sits on the market, the more motivation there is. Now there's, there's times, I mean, we just had one that was on almost 30 days and still ended up getting full price. But I mean, it was in a, in a price point that was like, we could wait it out to be able to get it so but typically time time reflects on the price the price goes down but you know here's what's cool too so in today's information you know that we're in there's so much information so you're listing a two-story for four hundred thousand in this zip code we can run a report that shows you exactly the absorption rate of that product in that market at that time so you know the whole city might have a 26 day days on market but that house that we're selling for you might be six months because it's a specialized, higher price, um, acreage, whatever it is that's unique to that. And so that's where you got to dive deeper. So listing agents now that I know, the ones that are successful anyway, are diving deeper on that. They're not just giving generic numbers like, hey, you know, the average days on market in Minnesota is 53. 
Well, in your area, in this price range, in this style of house, it's actually 14 days. Yeah. Right. So that's what the market has been averaging. So we need to price you right. And all the other houses that sold just like yours, all were fixed up. They were ready to go. Nothing sold as a fixer upper. So I recommend then we improve the property to get to like condition, um, you know, or price it appropriately. Right. God, I just felt like I was giving you a listening presentation. I'm sorry. You did. It was good. And now we, we, we go into role play. We should have just included that. So Andy, you are doing a final walkthrough um, with your, and your clients sees a stain on the carpet. And there's a bunch of nails left in the walls from the pictures. So you're the agent and I'm the buyer. And I'm going to, so we're going to do a little role playing. Andy, you're the, agent? You're, the, you're the buyer's agent. You're my agent. Yep. And we're doing our final walkthrough. So I'm going through the house and I'm looking at stuff and I see that there's a carpet stain and it was underneath the couch. And I know it's like from grape juice or something, but it's kind of in the middle of my living room. Um, it's still, I mean, obviously my couch, that's where it's going to kind of go is the same spot. Yeah. But they also, when they took down all those pictures, they left all the nails in place. And I just, I'm, I'm ticked. I want, I, what, what can I do? So a couple, couple of disclaimers I'd have to find out. Did we, in our opinion, meaning yours and mine together, did we get a good deal on the house? Did we pay full retail and above retail? Fair, fair price. Okay, so fair price. And we didn't know of that. And so we're going to the inspection and this is a shock. Um, what, final, what walkthrough. I final walkthrough. Final walkthrough. I I would, move I would, in. I'm moving okay. in today. Yep. Okay. I take pictures of those items. I would actually send it to the listing agent and I'd say, what are we going to do about this? And a lot of times the listing agent will go to the seller. The seller will say, well, you know, uh, blank, blank, blank. Sometimes they cooperate. Sometimes they don't. In the event that they don't cooperate, you have a choice to make. Um, if you're not happy with it, you can't live with it. You have to decide, am I not going to close on this house today because of the stain in the carpet? Or was I going to replace the carpet anyway? And I wanted to repaint the walls anyway. So who cares? Um, I, as an agent, have been there where I've said at, to the, as a buyer's agent to my buyer, you know what? I have a handyman. I, why don't I pick up a couple hours of his labor? Um, you guys buy the materials. I'll have him come over, work on that stain for you. I'll have him patch up the walls for you. My treat, um, you know, just keep referring me to your friends and family. And that's worked out really well for us too. I've done that yeah, more than once. But I'm the buyer again, but that's not, that's not, I, I appreciate that, Andy, but that's not fair. They should have, I mean, they should have told me about this stuff. And I mean, just leaving those nails is just, it's just wrong. It's just lazy. What else is wrong in this place? Since I've only identified those two things, I think those are the only two things, but what I would say to you is this. What would you like me to do? So we have some options here, Chris. I want them to fix it. I want that okay. done. I want that, that carpet. I don't even know if it can be cleaned. I think we have to have that carpet replaced. Perfect. So here's what you need to position yourself to do. I will go after the seller to get this replaced. Do you want to move in after this is replaced, or are you willing to take a concession? Uh, no, I still I want to close. You want I to close? Want, I want the house. Okay. So but what they we'll have do to is do close. this. What do you think the approximate value of those items to you is? Five, six thousand. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the seller, explain to them that they need to replace the carpet or give us a concession of six thousand dollars, or we're not going to close today. Are you prepared to enforce that by not closing? Right. Um, are, you, are you okay with that? Because I, I have to in this situation no. here. This is do no. or die. I've got to go to that closing. I've got to go to that seller and say that we're not going to close unless we get this. Are you willing to not close if we don't get this? so frustrating andy it is um I, I have a moving truck coming 
at three o'clock. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you sure do. So that being the case. What's that? Yeah, I just. I, what what do you think? What should I do? I I, I want to get into this house. I want to get this done. Um, but I just think it's wrong. I and I I, I agree with you hundred percent. So let me reach out to the selling agent and let's or the listing agent. And let's see what's what's actually um, their position on this. Obviously, when they move the furniture, they saw it themselves. Um, they may not agree with the nails and the walls because they may think you want those nails there. Some people do. I don't know why they don't want to patch it. They think it's okay to leave that. Um, that's that's unfortunately just the way some people leave their homes. The carpet stain, though, that is new information to us today. Um, I, I agree with you. I think we should ask them for a concession. Yeah, I think what you did really good is you deflated the the concern and, and kind of put it back on me that hey, yeah, whatever my decisions are, there is some ramifications on me as well that I have to yeah. deal with. I can't move in and my my truck can't come. So yeah, there's no cops that can make us go to that closing at gunpoint and get money from you and make them do the right thing. They may say, you know what, we're not going to sell you the house now. And based on your final terms of the agreement, which you're trying to change at the last second, you're reopening negotiations because you reserve the right to a final walkthrough in your purchase agreement. And that final walkthrough now is, is. I've had that. I've had that where the seller, where we went back and the seller's like, Screw you. I don't want this person in my house. I mean, if they're going to complain about that, what happens if the next thing goes bad? We'll just forget it. We're going to done. And then you should see that buyer scramble that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So you got to watch had, out. You know? I've had hot-headed sellers, too, where they do this exact same thing. Like, screw them. Put it back up for sale. We'll sell it to somebody else. Yeah. And I'm like, in my head as an agent, I'm like, oh, my golly. We have gone down the whole path. We've we've done everything correctly. We've negotiated through all this stuff for you. And they're just going to throw it out over a carpet. As a listing agent, then you make the decision, hey, I'll tell you what, um, is it okay if I would concede and give them a $500 coupon for Carpet Country USA to come out and clean it? Yeah. Are you okay with that? Because I'd rather do that than relist the house. Yeah. And and then as a listing agent, you have a decision to make there too, because they may say, we don't want you to make a concession to them. So right. then you're at the mercy of saying, okay, cool. I represent you. All my fiduciary responsibilities are to you exclusively. And that's that's what we will do. We will tell them to pound sand. Yeah. But the other thing is, is that what you're doing here is you're setting the you're setting the temperature for the rest of this transactions life, really, you know, and what happens at that closing, because if you're jerks to each other, I always tell people it's how you end. It's how it ends. You can have the greatest thing in the world, but if it ends crappy, this is not a good deal. You know, I've had it could be crappy the whole way and end good. And it's a good deal. Last minute concessions usually get a, uh, a as is condition stuck to it as well. And it so never ends. Yep. Never. So that's why we do that. So I've always in the past had where if somebody does do some kind of hijacking, as I call it at the very end, or extortion, to try to get you to extort it and say, great, we'll do that. But you're going to sign a as is addendum that states that you're taking the property as is. This completes and completely, uh, you find this as full acceptance of any condition of the property by us making this concession. Yeah. And, and then they, they're they like, well, no way. wait a minute. I'm not going to sign that. And they're like, cool. You know I mean? It it, get, it gets, it, I'm telling you, man, it, well, you know this. Yeah. It, it gets, it can get ugly. When you people have think of final, people, I mean, and I think that's for an agent standpoint, we have to, you got to prepare your buyers before we go in there. It's, it's not oh, a new home and not everyone leaves it the same way. There's nothing in the purchase agreement other than say it's going to be broom clean that uh, states that they're going to fill holes and, 
you know, have everything absolutely perfect. They're not. I had one not too long ago where they, uh, they moved out of state and they took off and it looked like they were almost done moving out of the house. And it, it, you know, there was furniture in a few rooms. There was paintings on the wall. There were some decorations and they were, they were out of state. So it was a remote close. And we go to closing and the people call me and go, they sell their crap everywhere in the house. And, and I call the seller and the seller says, well, that's a gift. We were just going to let them have that stuff because that's like a $3,000 bedroom set and so those nice. in, the, in the living room. And the guy goes, I don't want pictures of silhouette ballerinas in my, in my family room. I want you to get this crap out of here. And then now you take the photos down and there's these huge wall mounts and there's all this other, and I'm like, Oh my golly. Huh. So what do okay. you do? Right. Well, how about this one, Andy? Yeah, we're going to leave you um, the picnic table and the grill. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. And this and this other stuff is left there. And it's like, okay, well, I'm coming to pick up that picnic table and grill as well. You know, where you don't want the other stuff? Well, then you're not getting anything. Yeah, it's, it's renegotiating. It, yeah. It's tough, man. Yeah, it is. People, when, when emotions get involved, then people become hotheads. Yeah. Rational decision-making, there's no place for that. But in an emotional situation where you're like, well, if you're going to take that, I'm going to take this. Yeah, I agree. So, all right. What's the next one? Okay, now, I guess I think I'm the agent this time. One is an okay. agent, the other is a buyer. Interest rates are rising. And Andy, you're thinking about waiting a year to see if rates go down. But I want you to buy. Ooh. So. Let's hey, go, Slick. Hey, Andy, what's up? Oh, boy, man. Did you see the news this morning? The rates are up and my interest is down. Yeah. I don't want to get stuck in a big old payment. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, what are, you, what are you considering doing? Are you thinking about just signing another lease or hanging out for another year, kind of going on the sideline? Yeah. Yep, I sure am. Okay. So the rates went up. So your payment did change about 50 bucks a month. That is true. Um, you still, I mean, you still qualify. Do you think there's any opportunity to maybe look at a different loan program that might not, you know, be that 30 year fixed and, or, um, there's a lot of lenders right now that are offering like in the next 18 months that you can relock in the next 18 months. Would you feel comfortable in the next 18 months of getting that lower interest rate? If but what if it doesn't go lower, Chris? Right. Well, then, then you're in a house. I mean, we uh, we do know we're in a climate that there's really very low inventory right now. And with that, typically those the values keep rising, you know. And so even if those rates come down, I mean, by the time you're sitting out there a year, two years out, I mean, that house that we're buying for 300 now might be 340. And is it is it worth it to not just grab it now and uh, and sit on the sidelines for a couple of years? Are you saying to me that I could also make appreciation on this investment on top of having the tax write-offs? And well, that's, the... No, that's the hope. I mean, obviously for home ownership. But the other thing is too, is you got to look at, you're putting money into something that you own. It's not like you're renting that. And I think that's a, that's a big thing. Even if you're not making money, at least it, it's yours and, you, and you've got it. You know, there's, there's all these big corporations trying to buy every house in the United States and you're going to be just lost and left out. My my dad did tell me that I should just get a roommate, and that would help subsidize a new payment. That's a great idea. You're smart, you got a smart father, really smart. Pete is a good guy. 
And, and my dad actually wrote an offer on a house for me tonight. Um, so I apologize, Chris. Oh, I, oh your dad's uh, a realtor too. That's fantastic. <laughs> I forgot to tell you that. Um, we. I think it is. I think it's just when when you do this and you're dealing with a person with interest rates, I think you just got to talk about it and try to find out what their what their holdback is. Is it is it a monthly payment? Is it just that they've lost confidence in the market? Can they not qualify anymore? Timing is so individual, Chris. I, I've I've seen this now the last three weeks. No. Timing, families blending together, um, divorce, um, healthcare issues, um, you know, whatever it is, and people have to move. So they're in a situation where their house doesn't work for them anymore. Yeah. And, and that is why the housing real estate market is always still moving. There's no everybody's gonna sit on the sidelines, right? And it's it's it, it's crazy. So they all have their own motivation. So there's always going to be somebody thinking of buying, somebody thinking of selling. There's always going to be that opportunity that's there because your lifestyle and your life will not change just because the economy changes. You're, you're still going to be, well, there's a baby on the way. Oh, it's twins. Now we need another bedroom, right? Or whatever it is. And that's not going to change. So your lifestyle is dictating your, your move. And then the interest rate's the only thing holding you back. So like I always say, a lot of people, I go, so let me get this right. So this puts you in the perfect school district, the perfect amount of bedrooms and bathrooms. Your whole family is going to be absolutely happy. And you're willing to not do this for $50. And I said, I just want to make that clear because man, you're gaining a lot to what you're losing. Right. I yeah. mean, and that's, but I understand if you want, but. Yeah, exactly. I mean, ultimately it's your decision on what to do, but it's not, uh, yeah. I mean, you got to really kind of think about the whole the whole picture versus just that, that dollar amount. And that dollar amount might, might be the factor that says, you know what? It, it's not just that it was up 300 before I was pushing it at the beginning. Now it's, now it's 350. Well, you know, and, and the, the crazy part about all that is, is that it sits down with a customer and the customer at the end of the day, they're, they're you know, like I've had people tell me, and I'm sure you have too. Oh, you're such a salesman. Oh, you're so good at selling. And I go, in my head, just so you know, I may be selling you on what I'm telling you, but I'm educating you. I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just trying to make sure that you understand the rules before we play. And, and I'm just saying that right now, they might be favored in your favor because of these things that you might not be thinking about. And then it's like, I get it. And then people say, oh, realtors always are convincing you to buy because they need to, they need to sell a house. And I go, God bless America. I don't need the business. I want your business. And the reason why I want your business is because I want you to refer me to five of your other buddies. So if this doesn't work out for you, that's okay. And all the time I've invested, you're going to brag about me to your buddies. You're going to refer me to somebody else. I'm not worried about that part. Don't worry about me. I worry about you. And I want to make sure that you're in the right position at the right time for you and your family. And I, I think you should make the move. Yeah. I think, I think that's perfect. And I, I mean, I've had that before where someone has waited and or bought it for sale by owner and they become the best referral person ever. They don't buy something, but they feel like, oh, my gosh, I, I wasted your time. I want to be able to give you someone. And uh, I mean, but you got to do what's best for you. It is, yeah. That's what happens in our business and we have to deal with it. So I uh, we're getting closer to the, the holiday, buddy. I got to get back in the spirit. <laughs> Nice. I gotta know. I gotta get you an appointment, boys. <laughs> That's awesome. Do they do they celebrate down in Brazil, or is that just like another day in, in Copacabana? I think there's some Irish uh, population actually in um, Sao Paulo. 
So they might okay. be doing something. But hey, I want to show the listeners here. Check out our YouTube channel. We're posting these little shorts here. And they're getting some good traction. We're starting to get views. Look at this. And they're not, and they're not shorts on us. They're short videos. Yeah, look at this. This one's great. Like, when's the last time you were ever stimulated to buy something that was at retail or higher? I mean, unless you absolutely needed it. So, yeah, I want to get the listeners on that YouTube page because I think we're yeah. only going to post the shorts there. So um, the long format will be on, on the Facebook, but um, make sure you give us a review on the iTunes and Spotify, send in any questions you have, and uh, you guys got anything uh, to say goodbye? I, I would just say thank you for the support. We, we I know that you're not always willing, you're not always buying real estate, but I'll tell you what, the little tidbits that we can, you know, if you share it with somebody that does need that information or doesn't have a good go-to, we always appreciate you sharing that. And real estate agents that are new to the business or are just, I always look at this as being kind of a water cooler too. We want your input and your feedback too, because you as real estate agents are doing the same thing we are every day. It's important to us to hear your feedback as well. I love having somebody that has an opposing opinion on something we've talked about. So that's fun too. So send it into the show. We'd love to, to hash it out. Thanks for joining us this week on the Real Estate Radio Hour. Don't forget to visit our website, realestateradiohour.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast listening app. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or sharing us with a friend. Until next time, stay awesome, Twin Cities.